You're listening to Late Norman Talk with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. Unscripted and real conversations with business leaders and marketing pros. We are back in the studio today with Matt Taffy, owner of CoreFit 24-7. Matt, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. Uh, I'm always excited to talk fitness uh, and business and marketing, so this should be a lot of fun. I know Chuck's going to just stay with us as long as he can before he gets bored and tired. But Matt, if you would, share a bit about your background, who you are, your fitness background, and then what led you to opening up uh, CoreFit 24-7. Absolutely. Um, Well, I've been in the fitness industry for 11 years now. I started out as a personal trainer, uh, and that was back at, if you remember, sports and fitness. They were real big in Charlotte back, um, I don't know, well, 10 years ago. Started out doing that. I was always, you know, my passion has always been really helping people and trying to work with people to meet their goals. You know, I did that for five years uh, before I came across the opportunity to build my own business. I took advantage of that opportunity, and and since I've been at CoreFit, basically, you know, as you said before the show, everything from cleaning bathrooms to training people to you know doing numbers and paperwork and this and that, and you know that, that that's where I'm at today. That's how I got into all this. So Matt, there's a ton of uh, fitness places around. You know, we're in a small community here in Lake Norman. How do you uh, differentiate yourself from all these other folks? here in this small pond yeah great question uh there are i have 22 competitors actually in about a three mile radius in my opinion the only way to differentiate yourself really in any business is your service you know we we pride ourselves on service you could ask john he comes into my gym almost every day and john you ever hear me uh miss somebody's name when they come in the door no it's pretty much cheers without the beer and unhealthy food that that was actually our goal. That was in my my business plan when we opened it. Was the the word cheers the actual bar that he's talking about right now? Um, that was our concept, and we said that I don't want to just be a gym. On my door it says you're a member, not a number. Uh, I don't want to be a gym where you just come work out. I want to be the gym where you come to see the people that work and you know basically live there. Um, and you know, get your workout afterwards. And it's by far the cleanest place, by far the the friendliest place. Um, and we have literally every piece of equipment you could find, you know, around. So for a smaller box, which we're only about 8,000 feet to have the amount of equipment and, and things in there and be doing the amount of personal training and things, you know, it's all about our service and, and, you know, a high quality experience. I could totally attest to that. And I'll just plug uh, what Matt's talking about since I have been a member three years, uh, July one was three years. And I think like any business you have to, you have to attract people from the outside. So your location's like awesome physically and then, uh, and, and geographically, and then you show you show up and you walk in and it's a cool, it's a, it's an upscale gym in my opinion. It's not, you know, the guy that just opened through a couple weights in his garage or the, you know, 55,000 square foot something fitness. Um, it's not that environment. So that's what drew me in. And then, you know, that's great for a second, but then it boils down to service. And I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, the bench press can't provide service. The, <laughs> the water fountain doesn't provide service. So Matt's people uh, are very strong and they're, they're committed and they're tenured and they're experienced, um, you know, Latron and, 
and Sean and, and the rest of the crew. Uh, I've been there a long time and they're very, very dedicated to what they do. So wh- as a business owner, you know, they become a customer, a client. What are you doing um, on a regular basis to, to keep, you know, keep the uh, membership intact? You know, it's always about growing, but you have to, you have to retain. And um, I don't know what your average, I'm curious what your average contract is um, you know, or, or customer, how long they stay with you. Yeah, you know, actually, most of our people, I, I still have over 100 people that have been with me since I opened. Um, you know, and, and the, on a retention end, you know, we got 500, you know, 550 members. Um, we lose maybe 10 a month, and it's generally due to a move or some financial circumstance. Um, but in, in regard to actually maintaining that level of retention, it, it again really does go back to how am I going to service these people? How do I make sure that they care as much about me as I do about them? And that's how I feel about most of my members. They, 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 they literally care as much about me as them, so I don't have to worry about them quitting or canceling or doing it, going out to find a better gym or you know anything like that. Um, so again, yeah, I mean, I, I think it really boils down to service. And you know, every single month, every single day, actually, I make three phone calls. If I haven't seen you in the gym... I, I'm going to call three people that haven't made it to the gym in the last two weeks. If I saw you made it in the gym and you were struggling or you said something to me the week before or something like that, I'll call you and I'll say, hey, you got a chance to talk? Let, let's go over what you've been doing. Maybe we provide them with a workout routine or something like that. Uh, but again, it does go down to it, it, same with any business. I'm sure you do the same thing, John, is follow up, right? You know, If you don't follow up constantly with your customer, why would they stick with you? So... To me, it's service and follow-up. That's, that's how we maintain our membership, our member base. That's a great point. Chuck, what do you think? So in the way of like reaching out to clients, what do you guys do in marketing-wise? Do you, is it just referral-only, word-of-mouth? Are you sending out print ads? Tell me about that. I actually did print um, for my first three years in business. And I did get a good return, but as times have changed and, you know, the internet and social media and so on, I've kind of had to re- revamp that game plan. We still do print. I go around, I hand deliver flyers and mailboxes and businesses. Um, I make my way mostly to local businesses. I'll set up raffle boxes. I'll talk to the owners. I try to get their employees, you know, get give them some sort of discount or whatever. Social media is a, I'm running a, a pretty big campaign right now on social media with a company called uh, Muscle Up Marketing. They do, they advertise specifically for gyms. Um, and actually, you know, right now I'm kind of in, it's an interesting question because I'm in the middle of switching up a lot of different things. I'm working more towards geofencing, um, you know, target, dis- targeted display ads, the, obviously the social media, you know, the, the ad campaigns you can do on Facebook anymore are amazing. Uh, but my number one is referrals. I, I generally do 20, 20 or so referrals every single month. So that's that's really my main focus. But right now it seems to be more electronic than anything. It sounds like building that community, you know, that feeling you know, of community inside your gym is really going to be the number one thing moving forward. And I've seen other gyms do that and have had friends at other gyms uh, without mentioning names had really a big base of people there and then they it fell off after a while that sense of community fell off and um, so did the business yeah it it wouldn't be surprising at all 
If you don't maintain that on a regular basis, to me, it is my business. I have nothing better to do. Uh, <laughs> I come to work every day when I see people, I appreciate them. You know, if you don't do that, why wouldn't they leave? I mean. So as a business owner, um, you know, what are you finding that you're struggling with the most when it comes to anything in your business, but maybe more so on the sales and marketing end? I'd say uh, on the sales and marketing, it for me, I'm, I'm new to the electronic stuff with the display ads and the geofencing and all that. It is trying to distinguish between who would do the best job for you in that end because there's so many different providers for those types of services. You know, I went with Muscle Up, but to be honest, I haven't had a really awesome response from that either. I feel like I could do better. Um, but actually finding a really solid way outside of referrals and the basic stuff that we all do, finding innovative and new ways to actually reach out to real people and get them to actually come into your door. Not just, oh, I saw his ad online or, oh, I got something in the mail. But real ways to go out, touch people and say, hey, you need to come to my gym or you need to come to my business, whatever that might be. Um, that's the toughest thing I deal with. I say t- second toughest is employees, finding, finding good work, good workers. Um, <laughs> they, they are not a dime a dozen. That's a, they're, everyone that, you, that I actually hires tends to be a golden nugget because I, I got to go through 60 people just to find one, you know. Um, but marketing-wise, yeah, I'd, I'd say just trying to find out who will provide you the best service for a reasonable price to actually bring people in the door. That's my... That's my toughest challenge as a business owner, I would say. Yeah, and I, I do see some of the stuff you guys are doing on Facebook, and um, you guys, I, I will say, are not afraid to try things, and you'll you'll educate, and you'll talk about fitness plans, and then you know your two uh, senior people there have their own channels and and push out content all the time. Um, but as a, as an owner, and it's your brand, it's your gym. Um, you know, have you guys thought about trying to streamline the content that's first and foremost about the gym and, and the experience, um, you, whether it be professional content or just uh, thought leadership in different areas? Have you thought about trying to, to zero in on that, from, even from like a blog standpoint on your website to then pushing it out socially? Um, have you thought about that? Yeah, I have. Um, and that's actually, you know, kind of what I was just saying. That is my biggest challenge. You know what I mean? Is streamlining that. I'm not, I'm a gym guy. You know, I, I do personal training. I work people out. I, I'm very friendly. But when it comes to writing a blog, you know, taking the time, sit down, write out a blog, that's not so much my forte, you know. And I'd rather, honestly, that's what I'm, a service, right? Like somebody I can just pay to streamline it, make it all look the same. Um, I have thought about it, but I haven't actually been asked that question before. So I haven't put this sort of thought into it prior to this moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, that would be a great idea. Get everything in line. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, obviously as consultants and marketing pros, Chuck and I work with a lot of businesses on trying to uniform the message. And, and again, your whole challenge is once they get to the gym, the price points, very reasonable, the service is superior, the equipment's solid. The the, the, the ambiance is awesome. That's why I've been, I'm a member there. Um, I see the same 20 people at between 11:30 and one every day because they're all committed, like I am, to fitness goals. So it's got that cheers feeling, totally. 
and it's we laugh, we joke, we all get you know put in some work. But the point is, until they walk in the door and see it, they don't know. So what? Are, how do how do we how do you project that digitally? Well, website, social media, video, photography, just create this experience online. So when they're at midnight firing through the third bag of Doritos and they're like, man, I think I need to drop a few pounds. Let me do a Google search. Oh, Matt's gym comes up. You know, am I seeing enough or hearing enough to get excited that I do want to come in and see what that's all about? I mean, Chuck, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, I tell you what, the, one of the number one things is people are on Facebook, but the younger people are not on Facebook. They're on Instagram and they don't have enough time. And what I find is, but there's, there's, it depends on the age groups you're targeting. Um, but the, one of the number one places, and I can tell you, I go there, and my kids are on there all the time. You know, when we were kids, we used to all watch cable TV, right? And we didn't have nearly as many channels, not even a fourth of the channels we have now. Where they go and where everybody goes is YouTube. You want to fix something in your backyard? You go to YouTube. Your refrigerator's broke? I might save a buck and go to YouTube. Every single problem you have... There's somebody that's either an expert or an idiot putting something on YouTube. <laughs> but here's what's fascinating, and this is the trend that I see now. The trend is that local businesses are targeting YouTube users. So if you're typing in ketogenic diet, lose weight, how to build muscle mass fast, how to build muscle mass the right way, bicep curls, what's the right way to do a push-up? You know, these very basic questions that you're like, dude, these are all very basic things. I'm an expert and a pro at this, but they're not an expert and a pro. You type that stuff in, Google sees, I mean, YouTube sees you're typing in for a while, and then that local video will come up, and then all of a sudden you're like, dude, I'm hooked. And if I like this guy, because you have to lock in with a personality. It's not just a commercial. It's like you talking on there, and then they're like, wow, this guy is freaking amazing. And it's like that. In, I mean, you just name the niche or industry, there's somebody out there that's becoming the thought leader, whether it's locally, regionally, or globally. And I tell you what, I find myself on YouTube for hours on end watching videos. It's addictive. You just gave me an idea. I should probably open up a video production studio. I think you should. I think you that. really should. But that's really where I see it. Uh, you know, because it's number one is fitness is it's still a mystery to most people, right? Because once you get there and you've been there once and you've succeeded then you pretty much have that mental, that, that, that mental uh, memory and muscle memory that even if you get out of shape, you kind of know the steps and you can get back into it a little bit faster or know where to go. Same thing with diet. If you've had a, you know, a successful run before, but you may have fell out and you're coming back into it. But for folks that just cannot get past this certain point, they cannot unlock it, they need someone. And they're looking for someone to tell them how to do it. They just don't know it's you yet. Yeah. Did you guys actually know that uh, over 70% of American people have never even stepped foot into an actual gym? That like does, a gym. That doesn't surprise me because I think the current stat is 64% of Americans are obese. So there's, that's <laughs> it a, runs right side by side, isn't right? Isn't interesting? Yeah. It really is. So you know what I want to do? I want to change gears of what you just said. I want to give him like rapid fire YouTube training right now without the video, just audio, because people are going to watch this. They're going to, you know, they want to know what makes, why is Matt the pro? He's got a cool gym. John Wiener goes there. It's got to be awesome. That's what they're thinking. I'm thinking. So let's just hit him up with some, some quick things. So I walk in, I don't know what I'm doing. Me, July 1st, uh, three years ago, 250 pounds, 
step one. What do I got to do in the gym? What's the first thing I want to do to make some sort of impact in my health? Just go rapid fire. Very first thing you need to do is sit down with a trainer, an authority, and do uh, what we call in my gym a health history questionnaire. Uh, and what that's going to do is that the, the, the health history questionnaire is basically going to give whoever's evaluating you a good idea of where you've been, what you've been up to. You know, if you're one of these guys that maybe lost it a while back and you're trying to get into it, or if you've just never done it before, we get that information. Second thing we would do is give you a range of motion test or a, we, we, we have a functional movement screen system. It's wonderful. Uh, but by doing that, we could say, okay, well, this is where you are flexibility-wise. You know, this is where you're moving. Maybe you got something tight or whatever. We give you recommendations there. And after that, we would give you a physical test, just some basic movements to get a, a concept of strength. And just about every gym you go to, by the way, will has something like this to offer you, and it's generally free. So why wouldn't you take advantage of it? Yeah, they're going to try to sell you personal training when they're done. I mean, that's that's their job. That's what's behind it. But at the same time, as a consumer and as somebody who is concerned about themselves and wanting to do better, anything you do, if you're serious about it, you see a professional, right? I mean, I know there's WebMD, but when we're sick, we go to the doctor, right? right. So same idea with a gym. I mean, you go in, you see a professional, and they say, look, this is where you're at, and this is where you should start. And at the very least, they'll give you that. So you're walking out with some knowledge and a little bit of a plan. Uh, and that's where I would say definitely – Always start right there. That's the best way you could take off. Yeah, don't like hit your your key card, run over to the bench press and throw like 445s on it and see if you can hurl it up. Honestly, or even worse, what I see more often than not is people will come in and they say, you know what, I'm just going to start out, I'm going to take it slow, and I'm going to do cardio. I'm going to start out just doing some cardio for my first couple months. And I'm looking at them like, wait a minute, why did you even join a gym? There's a sidewalk outside, dude. Just take a hike. You know what I mean? Right. Great point. Great point. I, I see it every day, yeah, man. You touched on something. I was going to go there, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, but back up a second, right? I was an athlete, college athlete. I was the guy that you described. Had something, lost it. Doing martial arts, I was a professional um, you know, overeater for a long, long time. <laughs> I'm gained really a, good at that. Gained a, gained a ton of weight, and I never lifted weights in my whole athletic career. So... I was motivated, Matt will tell you. I didn't need the rah, rah, rah coach or trainer. I need someone to teach me how to not hurt myself. And what's awesome about their gym is I did personal training for a year and a half, two years. And it's been a few, it's been a year, I guess, or a year and a half since I've, uh, I'm just training on my own with, with friends, but they still, they're still there to help me with form because I haven't learned every move and I'm getting more fits, I'm working new exercise, and they're still there helping me as a trainer. Here's the way to do it. Here's the way not to do it, that kind of thing. So that's, that's awesome. I can, I can endorse that with the gym. Um, let's talk about what you said with cardio. And I know the average person measures one thing. They, they use two things to measure. The mirror, which is okay, right? Yep. Especially if you're single. I get it. You got to look good, track the right person. Uh, and then they get on the second tool, which is the scale, right? And one thing you guys taught me early on and became an obsession of mine is body composition. Um, it's not necessarily about the scale. So like people, and I coach people on this and you've seen it, oh, I lost 30 pounds. So they were 230 and they got down to 200. They were 25% body fat and they got down to 24% body fat and they lost 30 pounds. And that's like, oh, that's a huge win. 
And then you got people that were 230 and got down to 215, but they went from 25% body fat to 15. Talk about the importance of body composition versus just the scale. Right. Well, here's the scale. You, you have uh, two women or men, whatever, doesn't matter. They're both 100 pounds just to make it easy, right? 100 pounds each. One of them's 10% body fat. One of them's 50% body fat. You know, which one's better off, do you think? Obviously, the, the, the man or woman with 10%, because that means only 10% of their actual makeup is fat. And fat is stored energy. There's nothing wrong with having a little fat. But if you're 50%, if you're 30%, you know, that's when you got a big problem. That's when things like stroke, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, those you have over an 85% chance once you're exceeding a 30%, 35% body fat to encounter one of those diseases and possibly die from it. So the importance is when you get on the scale, the scale cannot tell you how much water you got in yourself. It, it can't tell you, um, you know, the, the scale can't tell you if you got to poop, okay? <laughs> that is in you, and that is considered part of your lean body mass. That will go up and down. The fat mass never changes, it, or, well, it, hopefully it changes, but it, it is always a measurable thing, it, we can we can get an absolute number and we could say this is exactly how much fat you have on your body at this point in time. If you're 200 pounds and you only got 10 pounds of fat on you, you you're doing pretty good. If you're 200 pounds and you got 80 pounds of fat on you, you're not doing too good. A scale cannot tell you that, and that's why the scale we 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 tell everybody the scale is just a liar. You know, uh, don't pay any attention to it. Use it as a number to get you to an actual metric that will do something for you, which is the body composition. And just to kind of wrap this up, I know I'm rambling a little bit right now, but it also goes into people when they start working out, this is another thing we experience a lot in the gym. They get very discouraged after their first and second month because they might not have lost as much weight on the scale as they were hoping for. Um, but then when you do a body composition test for them and they, they see that, you know what? I put on two, three pounds of muscle this month, and I took off six pounds of fat this month. The scale only showed me three pounds, and I was kind of discouraged. But now I see that I actually put on valuable metabolic muscle, something that's going to burn calories for me, and I actually lost twice as much fat as what I thought I did on that scale. That's a huge win for everybody, you know? So... The importance of body composition, there is no more important number than that number when it comes to your health. Great stuff, Matt. Before we wrap, just want to give you one last opportunity. You're in the, I'm in the elevator with you. We're in the office. You just dropped off some flyers. I'm walking out on this you know, quasi-fit business owner or professional. Give me your 30-second elevator spiel about your gym. Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, you would... You, you, you know what? That's a, that's a tough one, John. I don't do a lot of 30-second spills. Mine are usually a 30-minute spill. But, um, <laughs> All right, no. I'll give you 60 seconds. Go. No, I would say, you know what? We're 24 hours. We're always open. We, we leave no excuses behind. Our staff will help you. I will help you personally. You'll never come into my gym and find it dirty or disgusting or, you know, weights left all over the place. We, we, we service people who are serious about getting results. And if you're serious about getting results, then come to my gym and see me. Love it. And I'm, I'm excited. 
I want to join. Oh, wait, I'm already a member. It's too I love late. It. Uh, Matt, best way for someone to reach out to you or find your gym? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can call me, uh, 704-315-3025. Um, I am always in my building unless I'm here with John doing a podcast. Uh, so feel free to just swing by and ring the doorbell, and we're happy to help you out. <laughs>